kingdom of God message forward. So again, you use the app to, to do your giving. And uh, right now, let me just pray for us as uh, if you already gave, um, just with your hearts. If you haven't given yet and you're thinking about how much to give, let me just open us in prayer for our giving. Uh, Father God, we know that everything comes from you. And Lord, what you've blessed us with, you've blessed us so that we can be a blessing. Lord, um, in this season, uh, beginning of a year, it's the beginning of new beginnings, of new starts. Um, put on our heart, Lord, the giving heart that you want us from us, Father God, as we move into this year. Not only giving into our church family, but Lord, in other opportunities to just be a, a giver and a blesser, Father God. Because we know, Lord, um, as we give, you bless us in many magnificent ways. So, Lord, um, right now, whatever is on the people's hearts to give lord bless it lord for those that truly are unable to give that are struggling themselves that are in need father god lord i pray father god that you give them a direction and a resource father god that they can have their needs met lord um, lord we help each other father god and we all have seasons of being in need and seasons of being a blessing father god so let those that are in need not be ashamed or father god feel like uh, they can't reach out um, because we are one body with many parts to serve you, Lord. So bless our giving, receive our giving, and may it move in the kingdom of you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, another couple things. Um, starting after today, there'll be a new series called Uncommon for the next three weeks, and that's going to be during our fast season. So please um, stay connected with us in that area. Next Sunday, we begin our 21-day fast, which is something that we do corporately in New Life. And again, it, it goes back to the ideal at the beginning of the year, our first, our first fruit. You know, God wants our first fruit. And fasting, which I will be speaking on today, um, hopefully giving you a really good understanding and ex explanation of what fasting is. That word itself kind of makes people cringe a little bit. Um, but in a minute, I will definitely touch on that topic. Also, as far as the resource app, um, one of the things that I think all of us experienced during 2020 is this, we all kind of got shot. We all had a re, we all kind of got still, and now we're rebuilding our lives again in a different way. And us as church and church leaders, same thing. How are we doing church moving forward? Um, that's been a big discussion with the elders and Pastor Lewis. Um, because the reality, the gospel is the same. How we present it may change, but the gospel message never changes. And one of the things that we're going to be going into right after our fast is our small groups. And what we realize that um, small groups are, you know, some people may be ready to open up their home for a small group of people, but Zoom is obviously, you know, um, a way, or what, you know, websites now that um, to connect. But what's going to be really important for us is that as leaders, we come on Sunday, the people that are here, man, we, we love to see faces, but not everybody's ready to come back to church. So there's a lot of people watching online. But we don't know. See, when you're not here on Sunday, we know you're not here. But to see online, we don't know. So one way that we know that we'll be able to stay connected is if some of our leaders, um, and Pastor Lewis is going to be reaching out, and if it's on your heart to lead a small group, um, let Pastor Lewis know. Because what we want to do is we want to connect small groups, and we're going to really look to our small group leaders to keep us connected. So if I got a group of four or five brothers and somebody's not showing up or somebody's sick, I'm able to say, hey, Pastor Lewis, so-and-so is in the hospital. You know, how can we help and reach out? So, and that really becomes the essence of what discipleship is. So um, it's almost like in the book of Acts, the old church, the, the house churches. Um, so we're excited. Um, we think that it's going to definitely be a season of many, many small groups. 
and we'll still have the large gathering on Sunday to worship and praise together. But the ideal of small groups, so begin to pray on it. Um, we're definitely going to be kicking it off in February right after our fast. For some of you, the fasting season may be the, the, the thing on your heart is, do I lead a small group? How do I lead a small group? What would it look like? And the elders and Pastor Lewis, we've come up with a really simple format to help people that may be never led before, but are definitely want to stay connected to just kind of revisit a sermon um, during the week. So all that's coming up. So just again, um, just keep your ears open and we'll be definitely talking a lot about it during the fast. So let me begin um, our message. Father, I just come to you, Lord, and I know you put it on my heart, Father God, to speak about fasting. And Lord, um, I myself sometimes need things very simple, Lord, um, not complicated. Um, and I know we can get caught up, Father God, in, in, in the word and in, in rituals and Lord, and all it is, Father God, it's a way of coming nearer and closer to you. So, Lord, as I bring this message, may the people receive it. Um, Father God, may they embrace it and may they join, uh, Father God, in what New Life as a church does corporately every year. Amen. 21-day church fast. It begins January 10th, so that's next Sunday. What is fasting? What does it look like? Why should I fast? Is it a weight program? Is it a religious ritual? How much time does it take? Can I do it while I'm sleeping? Why can't I just fast privately? Why do it as a church community? All great questions that I myself once asked myself. I hope to give some insight on what the Bible teaches about fasting. But more importantly, I'm inviting you, the church is inviting you, to join New Life Church during this time of corporate fasting. New Life is unique in the fact that it's one church with multiple, multiple sites. We are in the 20s. I don't even know the exact number of churches located throughout Chicagoland, but we're one church. So corporate fasting is biblical, and it's a time, a season to unite, to encourage, to empower, and to seek God together. As believers, it's important to fast alone throughout the year. So those of us that are truly grown in our faith and matured and have experienced the benefits of fasting, I'm sure do fasting once a month or weekly or day, you know, every uh, once a week during the day. But a 21-day fast, that encourages us to come alongside others. It magnifies the truth. And it gives us an opportunity to pray for our city, to cry out to God in one spirit, to one God, and to one son in the name of Jesus. If ever this city, nation, world needed prayer and intercession, 2021 is it. We have witnessed and experienced uncertainty, illness, racial divide, political divide, a shaky economy around the world. Personally, we have battled a new norm, isolation, job loss, loss of loved ones, and much more. Yet, I want to let you know and shout out that God is still on the throne, offering hope and comfort through his son, Jesus Christ. In Joe 1.14, it reads, Consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the Lord, 
to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. So as a church, we will be gathering every Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can join us physically at the church or online through Zoom. We're going to gather together to pray for this world, for this nation, and for this city. We will also be lifting up our individual prayers and truly crying out to the Lord. So join us. Starts the 13th is the first Wednesday, and it'll be the next Wednesdays during the whole fast. And the beautiful part of that is, again, it's just to encourage, to help us to sustain whatever God put on your heart during this fast season. So I would say make your first fast commitment to join us, either in person or on Zoom. And again, we will probably be opening up our doors about 6.45. Um, same procedure as coming to church, wearing your mask. Um, but we definitely are going to have some worship time, uh, uh, some prayer time. And on Zoom, we'll people will have opportunities to um, get in the chat line. We're going to have somebody here to receive the chat prayers. So we definitely could be united. And we're, you know, we're planning to show it on the, on the screen. So we'll be able to see our Zoom family. Um, and again, it's just going to be an opportunity to really bring in 2021 with the idea that we're gathering again. We're, we're praying um, on one accord. So when we hear the word fast or too fast, it may make some sigh or get nervous or even anxious. When Pastor Lewis mentioned it last Sunday, um, I'm sure many people are truly not excited because they know fasting around new life is about abstaining, giving things up. We know here during our fast season, the coffee bar was closed, the snacks were closed. So um, for some of us, it's like, man, oh, not again. And that's okay because fasting is not easy, but it's definitely worth it. Biblical fasting is a spiritual act. So my first act as an elder is to pray for the body of believers and myself. A spiritual fast can only be done in the presence and power of an indwelling Holy Spirit within us. So just allow me right now um, to ask the Holy Spirit to begin to stir a hunger within us, a hunger to fast for God's presence and to magnify us through this fast. So, Father God, as we as a church, a corporate church here at Mount Clare and across all new life, get ready to start a season of fasting, Lord. I pray that every ear that hears has an open heart, Father God, to accept the invitation to come alongside our brothers and sisters in fast. Lord, what their fast look like is between you and them, Father God. But the ideal is to begin to grow and learn in the importance of putting things aside, putting distractions aside to come and draw near to you, Lord. You are our source of life. You are our everything. And sometimes we lose sight of that in this world of busyness and and taking care of even our own families. So, Lord, as we prepare for this fast, we ask right now that your Holy Spirit begin to stir within each one of us and give us clarity and direction of how, Lord, we should come before you during these next 21 days. I lift up our church, I lift up our church family, and I lift up this fast, and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Fasting is abstaining from food to focus on the word of God. So part of our fast is definitely going to be reading our Bibles, getting into our Bibles. And again, wherever you've been, if you're watching for the first time and you don't even have a Bible, download one and, be, and begin somewhere. 
The new year is about beginning somewhere. If you read five minutes, make it ten minutes. Just put it on your heart to spend a little more time in the word of God, the absolute truth of God. Fasting is abstaining from food to seek more time in prayer. And again, whatever your prayer life is, if it's on your way to work or on the store and you're throwing up prayers or over a meal, all that's good, but add to it. My whole ideal for this year is to add a little more prayer, spend a little more time, get up a couple minutes before you normally get up or give a couple minutes at the end of your day. Whatever you're doing, just say a little more, just a little more for God. Abstaining from food is to be still in his presence. Being still. Man, we hear it a lot. And as believers, I think we struggle with that. Um, a couple years ago, we did a retreat for uh, our CR group. Our leaders, mature believers, and one of the things I recognized right away is when I asked them for time of being still, people can't be still. You know, it's funny because before Christ, we were out there doing our stuff in the world. But even as believers, you tell a believer to be still, they're going to start serving. They're going to get up and they're going to start doing something. And all this activity is going around. And I'm saying, like, like, be still. Be quiet. And I think that's important for us, especially parents, as we are, are taking care of our homes and children. You know, we, 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 we're raising them up in the word. But can we get still, even still from each other, from husband and wife? Can we just be still? And listen to the voice of God speak to us. Fasting is an opportunity because you're taking things away, but you're opening up time to just receive what God has for you. Abstaining from food is to drink in the worship of God. So again, over these next 21 days, as you're driving and you're listening to worship, really take time to take in the, the essence of what the worship is supposed to do into your heart and to your mind. And abstaining from food is also a time to reflect and journal. Um, I always speak about journaling. A lot of people don't. Women journal a lot more than men. But journaling is a powerful, powerful tool, especially for those of us that have a real chaotic and busy life. It slows you down. Um, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It doesn't have to be spelt right. It could be pictures and words. Um, my fast journals are, look amazing. They vary. You know, sometimes the writing don't even look the same from one day to the other. But it's about taking the time to say, Lord, I just want to be with you and give me some guidance and clarity. So all these things are some of the benefits of abstaining from food when we get into a fast. The word abstain means to restrain oneself from doing or enjoying something. So again, the whole word of abstaining sounds like ugh, a word that sounds difficult because it is difficult. We struggle, especially in this country, to deny ourselves of anything. We live in a world of plenty, and we get what we want when we want it right now. So the ideal of abstaining even for some of us, even as believers, is a hard thing to do because we are so used to fast, even, even in our own home with, you know, being at home with COVID. What's the first thing we do? We increase our Internet speed because, God forbid, like, we got to, you know, we're, our, our thing is buffing because we're not going fast enough. And that's the world we live in. But fasting is taking out some time to slow things down, really, um, to get in the presence of God. So, and it means to abstain. There's part of fasting is we got to give some things up. So the ideal of restraining or not doing something, it may sound pointless to some or at least even strange because we're not used to it. 
But there is a blessing and a reward in the ideal of abstaining and fasting. Fasting is replacing physical food by taking in spiritual food. Many people ask if they can fast from things other than food, like media or swearing, cigarettes, and drinking, which as believers, we need to be getting rid of those things anyway. So I hope if you're struggling with those areas, you are having a mentor to help you. We understand how we walked in here. We all walked in here one way. But if we're three, four years into our walk with God and we're still struggling with what comes out of our mouth at our job, if we're still opening up packs of cigarettes, we need to, this time of year might be a time to look at that and say, Lord, why am I struggling with this? Some people ask, can I give up sugar or candy or anything else? And I say, yeah, sure, to all of the above. But abstaining from food is a key element in spiritual fasting. There's got to be some type of food that you sustain from during a fast. Why? Because the other things I mentioned, you can live without anyways. But food is essential to life. We need food to survive. We need food to live. So it's purposely denying something that gives us life to get something deeper in return. Let me make it clear, though, that in the 21-day fast, fast, we are not expecting you to go without food. And some may. There have been people that actually done a liquid fast the whole 21 days. But that's not what we're asking you. We're asking you to focus more on your time spent with God. And we suggest a humble and healthy portion of food every day to sustain you. We have some resources plans, and guides to help you. And again, on the app, there's many resources for the fast, many different methods of fasting. Um, for example, I myself, my wife and I, we do the Daniel fast. Um, and it's a, it's a great fast. It's, it's pretty much fruit and vegetables, and you're getting rid of dairy and meat. Um, for me, it becomes uh, a major sacrifice, even though I've changed my eating habit a lot as we get older, but I'm a huge coffee drinker. And to literally let go of coffee for 21 days is, is a challenge for me. Um, and I've, I've tried to justify in the past, well, I'll do everything else but the coffee. That's the one little thing I'll enjoy. But no, I realize that I need to let it go. And what, I, what do I do with that? I actually replace it with a hot cup of water because part of my justification with the coffee was, oh, I like the hot cup of coffee in the morning and the steam, it just kind of lets me focus. But I, I just take a hot cup of water and it actually helps to remind me of the purpose of why I'm even sitting there in, you know, having that cup of coffee. It gives me the opportunity, again, to begin to seek and get my quiet time and all the things I mentioned earlier about the process of fasting that I could apply into my life. Fasting will also help replace our physical desires for our spiritual direction. As you seek and get in the presence of God and have prayer requests. And we all have prayer requests. We all have desires on our heart. You will receive clear direction because you're removing distractions of your normal life. As you get still and you begin to truly empty yourself, the things that we pursue physically, all of a sudden, God makes it very clear of things that are more important. And a lot of our prayer life goes from praying for us to begin to pray for others. Other people begin to fall on our hearts and we begin to lift up others. And in essence, we realize 
how blessed we are and what we really were asking for, we really don't need because there are, we are so blessed and there are so many others that need so much more. And, and that's another benefit of fasting. Fasting will help release tomorrow's worries to grab a hold of the presence of right now. When we sit down to fast, when we read the word of God, when we journal, we're in the moment. And when we're in the moment, we're not worried about our tomorrows. Fasting is a believer's way of life to be empowered, to be strengthened, and to be refreshed. Fasting is not a bonus in our walk, but a necessity to our walk as believers. So I titled this message, sermon, FAST, F-A-S-T. I use an acronym, um, and hopefully to help you remember the simple breakdown of what fasting meant to me um, and how it helped me to have victory in my fast. It's funny, uh, the acronyms comes, we use it in Subway Recovery, man. It's just an easy way um, for simple people, man, to remember something. Um, so it's real beneficial. And actually, the, the, this word, um, one of the things I do, too, is every year I pick a word that I focus on. And, and it's my word um, for my year to really focus. And the breakdown is the F is to focus, the A is to abstain, the S is to seek, and the T is to trust. So let me go and begin with the F. Focus our fast. As we get ready to fast, we will spend 21 days in fasting. We need to get focused. 21 days is, is a good amount of time. We need to get focused. And we need to focus on God, our creator. Focus on our position with God. And this is a key part is if we really understand our position with God, it's going to help humble us. We, again, need to realize and remind ourselves that he is God and we are not. If we get honest with ourselves, many of us have been acting and functioning as if we are the God of the universe or at least our own gods. How can I say this so confidently? Because when I push God aside, my prayer time, reading, studying his word, my sacrificing for others, my journaling, my meditating, my worshiping and serving. When I push all that aside, and it happens gradually. It doesn't happen at once. These things happen one little by little. But as they get pushed aside, I am living as my own God, and not a good one at that. I become selfish, unloving, and prideful. I start to manipulate, control, judge, and make excuses. I get irritated because others aren't doing the things that I may want them to do. And these are my behavior, my attitude quickly tells me when I am definitely losing sight or losing focus of God. But when I stop, when I get still, when I get on my knees and focus on him who created me for his purpose, and that's the other big part of it, created me for his purpose, not for my own purpose. I am broken and humbled before my creator. My heart, again, becomes his heart, full of love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Galatians 3.2 says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things of the earth. So our focus really needs to begin to look up. 
and we need to put aside the distractions, our work schedules, our jobs, not ignore them, but balance them and find a balance to spend time with God. Psalms 1, 1 and 6 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruits in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that it does, it prospers. When we spend time meditating on his word, on his goodness, on the things, just on what he's done in our life, where he's brought us from, we realize that we get refreshed, we get energized, and we don't wither. The focus of fast is about dying to self to better see him and to see the needs of others. See, because if we truly are Christ followers, we have to serve others because Christ came to serve. Isaiah 58, 6 and 7 reads like this. No, this is the kind of fast I want. This is God speaking. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. So again, the focus in these 21 days, begin to ask God, where does my focus need to be? And it's going to be different for each one of us. But ultimately, it needs to be looking at him and seeking him. The second letter, the A, abstinence, is part of fasting. Abstaining from food is difficult, but we need it. We need the food, but it also abstaining from food is difficult because it tastes so good. So it, it becomes a sacrifice. A spiritual fast is not about the absence of food, but about the abundance of food. And I'm talking about spiritual food. So as, as I was thinking about this, I had to apply my own experience with fasting. So I got a little story of how I moved forward in my fast for 21 days. And I call it the banquet story. And it's my fast walk. If you're thinking about abstaining, you're thinking about not having, but I've realized that fasting has become more of an abundance of spiritual food for me. So I wake up at dawn to smell the smell of bacon, ham, and pancakes. I could hear the sizzle of eggs frying and then the pop of the toaster as the whole kitchen has an aroma of coffee. My senses are captivated by the delight of this meal. But instead, I replace this morning with prayer, filling myself with a conversation with my maker. Instead of smelling bacon and ham, I sense his presence with me. This morning, I don't hear the sizzle of eggs frying. I hear the still, small voice in my heart. This meal will not leave me hungry, but it will create an appetite for more of him. As I go to my job and my first break rolls around, rather than run to the snack bar for chips with artificial flavoring, I find a place of solitude and spend my 15 minutes just being still, just inviting Jesus into the moment, into my right now. 
No artificial flavoring found in him, just a pure presence of his being. Matthew 1.23 says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So I use this time to experience God with me. And he's with us all the time, but sometimes we got to purposely say, Right now, Lord, I need your presence. I need to feel you. As lunch rolls around at the job, I normally sit down and unpack a nice-sized meal. Today, it would have been an Italian sub, salami, provolone cheese, ham, tomato, and lettuce, American cheese, some onion, and a little oil on a fresh Italian bread. With that, I would have had a nice bag of my favorite chips, again, with artificial flavoring, and a beautifully baked three-inch chocolate chip cookie. Can you see it? But I forgo this meal to sit down and open the word. And I continue reading where I left off last. I feel, my, I feel the words as I bite into them. And I taste his guidance, his direction, and peace and comfort. I feel my hunger being satisfied with purpose and encouragement. Now I don't just bite the word. I chew and I swoosh them in my mind. I swallow and exhale the wonderful taste of his food for my soul. And then I repeat this stillness again during my second break. And now it's time to go home. Jump in the car and I turn on my worship music. But I don't focus on other things. I just focus on the music. I drink it in. And it feels like an ice cold cola on a summer day. Then I get home. My first re reaction is always to go to my ceremonial Starbucks coffee press. But instead, I retreat to my altar, a quiet spot in my home, to drink in more time with him. I pray all of you have an altar at home. And an altar is not, um, doesn't have to be what we see in religious churches and stuff. An altar is a place that you can have to yourself, uh, just a spot where you can go and know, and even when you go there, your family knows that, you know what, they're in their quiet place. We're going to leave them alone. We're going to allow them to just have this time. Now at dinner time, my wife and I sit down to enjoy a humble Daniel meal, which at this point looks and smells amazing. We spend time in prayer and reflection together, and then again, go to our prayer spots and end our day with prayer, reading, and journaling. Daniel 10.3 reads, I ate no delicatesses, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. And Matthew 4.4 reads, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is my path, my 21-day fast of removing normal distractions to eat of his great banquet. My fast, I'm sure, is different and maybe different than yours or that you even intend to do. And believe me, when I first got introduced to fasting, it looked nothing like this. Fasting, like everything else, is a process. It takes time to learn and develop. But the important thing is to begin. Begin somewhere. If you never fasted before, just ask somebody, how do I start? If it means the simplest thing, 
but it's a beginning because God really will speak to you and bless you in many ways. Please also don't feel like if you said you got your fast already and all of a sudden you messed up the first weekend, you know, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Start again. Just pick up and keep moving forward. The important part of the fast is this next letter, the S. S in fast is to seek him. Seeking after God is the foundation of our walk, the whole purpose of our direction in life. In Matthew 6, it reads, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Our whole purpose is really to seek God in all things, in our decisions, in our worries, in how we're going to walk our day. In Romans 8, 5, for, this, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. A fast is a spiritual activity. And what we're asking as a church is that we come to God with a spiritual attitude, seeking him. And again, just ask the Holy Spirit within you to begin to stir. We're all different. We're all going to have a different season we're in. Don't compare your fast to somebody else's fast. But seek the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, what do you want from me as you prepare me for this next Sunday, 21 days of fasting? In Joel 2.12, Yet, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. With fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Sometimes we got so much on our hearts that nobody else understands but God. And he says, bring it to me. Sit still, weep, moan, mourn. Seeking is where our hunger for him is created. The more we seek God, truly the hunger we, we get for him, the more we want of him. I know people tell you stories, man, I started reading the Bible five minutes, and now I read it for an hour. And everybody that engages in time with God has nothing but how much more they want to spend time with God. We hunger for him like we hunger for food because we need it to live. Food is for our bodies, but he is for our souls. Seek after him. Draw near to him so he'll draw near to you. James 4, 8 tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Fasting is an opportunity to take that first step to say, here I am. No matter how messed up, no matter how broken, no matter how unworthy I feel, Lord, here I am. I'm coming to you. Church, I do hope you're starting to get hungry for Jesus. I hope that you're seeing fasting in a way of a huge, huge spiritual blessing in your life. The last letter, we're almost done, is the T in fasting, and that is to trust. And Proverbs 3, 5 teaches us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Psalms 37, 4 and 5, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. God is telling us, as you come to this fast, whatever burden, whatever is on your heart, bring it to him. Trust him in it. The prayers that you might have, the direction of, your, of 2021, 
your next job or your next major decision. Trust him. Bring it to him, and he will act. Trust, it seems easy to say, but it's very difficult to lead out, live out. And many of us, even as believers, we'll tell somebody, just trust God, just trust God, when we ourselves struggle in trusting him. Because most of the times he's going to put us in situations where we really need to trust him. You know, it's easy to trust for somebody else who's, who's not going through as much as you are, is going through something that you've been through. But when you're in that situation and you don't have the answers, all you have left is to trust him. We've got to learn and grow in our trust. Actually, the root of most broken relationships and family and marriage is trust. All of us have been hurt or hurt somebody with trust. The pain, the memories, the scars of broken trust have bled into our relationship with our Lord. Because if we don't trust others, we have a hard time trusting our Lord. If we can't trust the ones we see, our family, friends, spouse, co-workers, how can we trust the one we don't see in the flesh? There's only one answer to that question, and that's faith. The word teaches believing in Jesus is only done by faith. We can't think our way to him. We can't work our way to him. It's not knowledge or prestige or wealth that, re that will reveal him. Some even saw him die and rise, and they still did not believe in those times. The only way to Jesus, the only way to trust him is through faith. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. When we talk, when we take that step of faith, then the pain, the memories, the scars of broken trust that bled into our relationship with our Lord becomes his blood that was poured out for our relationship with him if we believe by faith. I want to close with these last couple verses about trust and faith. Matthew 21, 22. And whoever and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Church fasting is a time to pray, to seek individually and corporately. Hebrews 11:6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So again, seek him this fast. And Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Reading his word, his truth is what grows our faith. When we journal, a lot of times when you pray, today you got up and whatever your prayers or whatever your worries are, you, you come to God and you ask him. But what I found when I write those down and two days later when I got new worries, new issues, when I look back and I see what he did two days ago, he answers our prayers, but sometimes we forget because we're on our next worry, our next concern. All these things are an opportunity and our way to draw nearer to him, which is our purpose, to draw near to him so that he could use us to draw others that don't know him to him.
there's anybody out there as we get ready to close um, that doesn't even know this Jesus that I'm speaking about, I always want to open and invite. And during this fast may be a great time for you to take that step of faith and, and be bold and say, God, I, I don't know you. I don't even believe in you. But if you are who you say you are, I'm bringing all this before you. If you're out there and you feel stirred in your heart to begin to investigate and seek this person named Jesus, then believe as best you can that he truly was God in the flesh, that he came on this earth to show us, be an example, and then he willingly was crucified on the cross and rose again. Believe this in your heart and tell somebody and begin your journey, your new walk as a new creation, as a child of God. As I close again, the word fast. Focus, abstain from something, seek him first and foremost, and then trust that he will lead and guide your life. I am excited because I know what happens in this church during fast time. I know what happens across New Life as a church when we fast. And again, like I said earlier, 2021, we got many, many things to pray for. Besides the things that are going on in our heart, we got to pray for this world, this nation, and this city. So as we close, I just want to definitely pray a blessing onto our church family. Father God, Lord, I just pray that whatever somebody needed to hear, Whatever piercing you needed to pierce in their heart, Lord, may they receive it. Lord, may there be some uncomfortability in them, Lord, um, as we prepare, Lord, corporately to abstain from certain things, to get out of the normal distractions of this world and more distractions than ever, Father God. Lord, we are coming to you with trust. We are telling ourselves that we will carve out extra time. We will trust you. Some of us say, I don't have enough time. I get up in the morning and I run to the very end. Out of exhaustion, I go to sleep. I don't know where I'll find the time. Lord, I pray that you will open doors and help them to find an extra minute, an extra five minute, an extra half hour to just be still in your presence. Because, Lord, you pursue us. You so desire to guide our life. You have such a better plan for us than we have for ourselves, Father God. So I pray in this season of fasting. And Lord, I pray that as we leave here today, as we spend the rest of this day, that you bless it, that you guide it. Lord, I lift up our week as we go back to our jobs, as the kids go back to school. Lord, that um, they're refreshed, engaged, and, Lord, and that we as a church family become light and salt in this world, that as the world gets darker and eviler, that our light shines even more. Help us, protect us, and guide us. And I pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church says amen.
Amen. Be blessed, church. Happy New Year. song. 